um, Channel 10. <laughs> like CNN Channel 10. And we used to think the people would catch on. No, but not if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever. Like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up? Hold on, man. What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby. In every hood, son. What up? Yo, CNN. Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Bold face. Get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface, CNN, Network, Channel 10, it's on again, street niggas that's grown men, bold face, gather your face, stay in place, yo, crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface. Yo, yo, welcome back once again, this is the Channel 10 Podcast, it is I, the almighty ARR tick in the building, and I'm alongside, Singa Superior, and um, Feels like it's been a long time since we've chopped it up a little bit. Before we get into it, uh, you have anything to plug? Um, sure. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, or for you, those of you who don't know, I came out with an EP a little while back entitled Coros. Um, you know, abstract hip hop, a mixture of abstract hip hop and a little bit of boom bap kind of psychedelic or whatever like that so you can check that out on title um bandcamp spotify apple music pretty much wherever you get your music um it is there um so just go ahead and check that out um and follow me on twitter at singar superior yeah com. yeah that too i forgot about that yeah no doubt and um, as always you know you can also check out Excuse me. Mm. My uh, Baltimore Club Music Project, uh, Poly Rhythms. It's by 410 Music Factory. That's my club music. Alter Ego, 410musicfactory.com. Also, wherever else you get music from, Tidal, Spotify, Apple, etc., etc. Veganrapnerd.com. Check that out. Got some pictures of some vegan treats and i'm probably going to be writing some articles i think i want to make that like my blog for writing when i get some time mm-hmm. and then you know please rate subscribe like and favorite and all that on channel 10 podcast.com on itunes on stitcher on soundcloud wherever you get your podcast from it does a lot to help us out and um yeah man it's um it's a lot going on since we last spoke yeah, no doubt. Um, as usual, um, a lot of new music. Um, whoops, a lot of new music. A lot of um, things in the social sphere. A lot of race. Just a lot of everything, man. I don't even know where to begin this one. <laughs> well, well, I, I did have this this thing. So, um, you know, like. I guess education, you know, education and race, they kind of go hand in hand in class and everything like that. And, um, uh, well, I guess, I guess I'd rather not exactly say what I do. Um, but you know, I've been, you know, working with like different tests and stuff like that, helping different peep test makers out and everything like that. And just when it comes to like, you know, um, looking at like the different kinds of like, you know, essays that people do and stuff like that. Um, it's just really clear the people who have money and don't have money. 
Mm. And it's just really, I don't know. It's like, because I, you know, I was doing some work today on it. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of uncomfortable in a way. Now, like, now the reason why I say this is that, you know, like, you can just tell when someone gets, like, a, a particular kind of tutor. And they, and like when, at least when it comes like to these the, the the writing aspects of these kinds of tests, they just have like a particular kind of formula mm. that pretty much every like tutor, um, pretty much you know that like every like almost damn near every tutor like kind of follows, and so you can just see it over and over and over again. And so when you look it over, it's like well, they just kind of follow the rules. So even if it's not good, just the fact that they just knew how to how to get like get ahead, they get a decent score on it. As opposed to someone who doesn't really know how to go about doing it, so they just write whatever, and then it's like, well, shit, you gotta get a bad score. Mm. And actually, to me, in certain cases, the ones that are kind of unfocused, they tend to be more interesting than the ones that are the good ones, per se. Because they stray from the formula. Exactly. Mm. That's interesting. So, um... Do you find that the ones that stray from the formula, do they, um, like, are they structurally deficient? Like, like the concepts might be there, but it's just not put together right? Exactly. The concepts are there for the most part, but the structure just isn't there. So, you know, they may just have one long paragraph. Mm. But, you know, I mean, it makes it harder for, you know, other, um, you know, people to read it. Yeah, but, you know, reading it will be a bit more interesting than someone talking about, you know, pathos and logos because they just they were just told to do that. And then, like, you know, even like even when it comes to the, like the people who have been trained, they're like, even though it's supposed to be analysis or whatever like that, the analysis is still nothing more than regurgitation in, in some kind of weird way that I can't exactly put in words compared to someone who may not have that kind of structure but they just tend to be a bit more creative when it comes to their analysis or they may try to put it add in parts of their life or something like that Mm, so it's like they don't know the I guess the rules to the game so they just kind of do whatever which I guess is detrimental in the end but if they had that that uh, I guess financial backing to to learn those types of things and it would be a different story i mean yeah exactly i mean because you know when it comes to the the people who um you know who have the money you know like you can just tell like their essays are just kind of cold <laughs> and they just know they're doing it just so like, they can just get ahead and get it over with the other people they're actually like trying to like actually write and put out their thoughts and now it's really it's really uncomfortable You feel like sometimes that you're like an overseer, like you have to look at somebody who might come from a similar background as you and kind of tell them what they're doing to mess up or, but like you kind of understand where they're coming from, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just really weird, man. Like. And, you know, and I think I've told you, I told you this in private, I never really thought I'd be doing what I'm doing and, you know, never ever thought about it. I mean, that's the thing about life, man. It's like, whatever you thought you were going to do, you're not going to do. I ran into a guy on the subway 
recently and um he said um you know you know the best way to make god laugh and i said how is that and he said tell him your plans <laughs> i like i like that he said tell god your plans that's the best way to make god laugh because you already know that's not going to happen and this guy was on his way to his uh his alcohol rehab program and he said that he already knew that he was going to fail his breathalyzer test but you know maybe hopefully he won't because if he passed the test, then he can become his own payee for his benefits and his brother doesn't have to get the money. And that was an interesting start to my day. On that particular uh, day. I've had a, I have, I've had a many of those kinds of conversations starting my day in Baltimore. Man, I mean, in my line of work. For my day job, I'm not going to say exactly what I do either, because, you know, to be honest, it's kind of dangerous to let people know what I do because people, they don't play. But um, I, I have these conversations on a very frequent basis, and um, it definitely adds some perspective to life. Like, you know, we really could be in that situation of a lot of people so you know we're really lucky and you know hopefully one day you guys all listen to the podcast and share it with your friends and we can get lots of sponsors so we can use that money to do something for the people yeah start going on tour like combat jack whatever like that you know yeah really touching the people all across the world yeah but, you know, all those things are, um, you know, coming into fruition. So definitely keep supporting and stay tuned. Um, but, yeah, man, um, on a musical level, I just pulled up title and some of this stuff I didn't even realize came out. Like. Britney Spears. Has an album out called Glory. Yeah, I hear that it's sort of like it's supposed to be like the comeback album for her or some shit. Mm. I see Prophets of Rage actually came out. I gotta check that out. Of course, De La Soul. And then you have Jeffrey. Um, there's Rich Crack Baby by uh, Young Dolph. Yeah, here's good. <laughs> I gotta check it out. I think I've only heard one of his songs on the radio before. Uh, I mean, it shows how disconnected I am. I probably shouldn't say that, <laughs> but it's true. I don't know. I mean, yeah. right now, this I mean, is we are we are some pretty disconnected motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, this is probably the most disconnected I've been for a while. I mean, right now, of the recent music that's come out, the things that I find myself listening to most are uh, "Party Next Door." Uh, Chance the Rapper, um, DJ Khaled, Schoolboy Q, and actually, I find myself listening to some Gucci Man's new album from time to time. And then sometimes oh I listen my. to uh, The Life of Pablo. 
I've gone back to the album actually every so often. And sp- uh, you know, speaking of the life of Pablo, um, well, I kind of I kind of ran to the person that that person I've talked about on a previous. I think it was the uh, actually I don't know I don't know which episode it was at this point, but um, the one who came to me and she told me that she liked the life of Pablo. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was. I guess that was interesting. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I guess like going back to that conversation, I don't know. Just you know, this how how people consume music now, how the how younger people understand it. I don't know. So I wonder what people were looking at. Like, <clears throat> it's a musical level. It's a lyrical level, and the lyrics have definitely taken a backslide. Like I was saying before. We started recording. Um, you know, when it comes to younger people, a lot of times I wonder what they're listening for. Like, because when I was coming up, I was listening for a certain thing. I was listening for, for um, you know, the wordplay aspect of it. That's how mad old, but <laughs> I had lyrics on my wall. I had Big L on my wall. I had Eminem. I had Cannabis. I had Saigon. I had Cassidy. I had these different bars. I had bars on my wall. You remember? Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can't, you can't, like, you can't, I guess, you can't cut a hip-hop code about the source or print out a a, a young thug um, song from Rap Genius and put it on your wall. Like, Back in the day, damn, I'm so old. We used to go to Ola.com and and print out the lyrics at school and just read lyrics. You know, like, matter of fact, I'm really going to date myself here. Before the prevalence of high speed Internet in the community. We had forums these message boards, you know, before Twitter and social media, we had message boards and people would just write bars and put them on there, have battles. And it was a whole community of us doing that on battleboards.com. Shout out to Split Visions. Um, a couple people actually from there who are actually doing that thing. Shout out to Scans. Um, he won the Ruckus 50 or whatever back in the day. Um, he's doing this thing with the Drexel. He's doing this thing in um, Philly and Jersey. Um, shout out to Hardcore, the MC. He's doing his thing down in Florida. Um, but yeah, battleboys.com, rapmusic.com, forums. Used to type out your lyrics and put them up. And niggas would just read lyrics. Now, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, it still lives on, at least with, uh, the, the Temple of Darts on, on WuTangCorp.com. Mm. You know? Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, I find myself liking um, Chance and Vic Mensa and Vince Staples and Schoolboy Q, because you know there's some you know there's something there. Um, a bunch of songs on this DJ Khaled Major Key. You know, Nas shut it down on there. Uh, Big Sean, I'm actually excited for his album. 
Um, I don't know if you people he's been doing, but he's been taking pictures with all these people like Rick Rubin and Jay-Z and stuff like that. Apparently, he's only letting legends listen to his album right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw the picture with him and Jay-Z, but I, di- I didn't understand it until you just said that. <laughs> I haven't listened to none of that shit. I mean, I haven't listened to, I haven't listened to the Dekala's album yet either. That shit is dope, um, for the most part. Um, fucking, um, I don't know, man. It's like, I feel like, um, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm kind of getting left behind. So it's like, I'm trying to catch up on things, but it's like, you know, what is there to really catch up on? Like, uh, like, certain things are hot right now, but you know, are they really going to last? I mean, I mean, I think some things will last. Like, I don't know. Um, and then at the same time, you have this new De La Soul album, which I skimmed through a little bit. Um, skimming through it, I couldn't really... I mean, I think I started liking it more the more I started listening to it. Um, I got to go back to it and listen to it more in depth. But, you know, even that didn't hit me like I thought it would. Um, But, you know, my favorite De La Soul albums aren't the most people's favorite De La Soul albums. Mm -hmm. My favorite De La Soul is, um, I think, the first two artificial intelligence joints. Oh yeah, that's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's you know when I was coming up, that's what the box was playing. That joint they had red man. That ooh 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 ooh. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when I think of daylight, that's what I was. That's what I was listening to. Well, have you, uh, did you listen to this, um, Who Kids, The Lost Flash Drive mixtape? Nah, I actually just downloaded it before we got on. I haven't had a chance to listen to that yet. Have you? No, I just, I just saw it on Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting to listen to. He's on release during the records. I don't know, man, like, I miss, I miss June it, like. Even after they kind of left for a bit, and then they had that resurgence when they would start dropping those mixtapes on This Is 50, like, that whole era, you know, I just miss it. And then even when they came back, like, a year or two ago, I was hoping they were going to keep that moving. And Kid Kid, I was excited for him. But it's like, where y'all at? And then, you know, 50 and Game sat down and had a conversation and um I was like oh maybe they might do some stuff again but 50 was like you know he's basically just in the same space he was in with game before he couldn't figure out why he had an issue <laughs> so and you know 50 is more focused on power um Cameron uh looking for something from him purple haze 2 supposed to come out I don't know, man. It's just like I'm getting my old man on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
the thing about like these unreleased G Unit songs, like I just have a feeling that they'll probably be unreleased G Unit songs from, like 2013. Maybe I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. Yeah. Did you know yeah, Master P has a new mixtape? Yeah, I saw it on that piff as I was listening to one of Juicy J's older mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to listen to it. And I never listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it on that piff because I get that piff up, uh, updates on my phone that killed my battery for some reason. And, I, and it said Master P is hot this week. And I was like, what the fuck year am I in? Well, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, what's uh, Fat Trail probably won't be on that mixtape. Yeah, Fat Trail is on um Maybach Music now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to DMV DC in the building. But Man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll go. I mean, I, I listened to what? Well, I skimmed through D- DJ Paul's mixtape. What do you think of it? Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not really my thing. All right, maybe if it was just him, I would like it more. But he just has too many features on it. You know what? You're right. This is like Junior Trash from 2013 because they all have Kid Kid on them. <laughs> I just when I saw that, I said, "Oh shit!" And I was. I'm thinking about you know, fucking God's Plan, all the all these other kinds of mixtapes. I'm like, I mean, what like what beat could they have used back then? And I'm like, you know what? Wait, nope. It's probably for 2013. I mean, like, I don't know, man. God's plan is just so hard. Like, that was one of those life changing mixtapes when I heard that shit. When I heard Junior on that Eight Mile beat, that down, 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 and the way Lloyd Banks just floated on that track, like, I don't know, man. Like. And then Lloyd Banks, he just keeps stepping his lyrical game up. I think he needs to work on his hooks, but and, and no one pays attention. Yeah, he needs. I don't know. He needs to do something. It's funny because I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast, and he was talking about like, you know, from that era, there's certain dudes like you had Fab who just be killing it. You have Joe, and then you have people like Cassidy who we were talking about off air, and you have Lloyd Banks, and. You know, those more money in the bank mixtapes. And then once he got into his PLK mode with the laid back type of production and he's just saying whatever, like. That's the type of shit that you just write to, like, like, like you listen to it and just kind of. Just break it down and just give you a certain type of feeling. And like the type of feeling I get from that versus, I guess, the newer music that's out. I don't know. It's just. It's, it's very different. Like it's more introspective. And I think that's what I think that's the thing that's missing from a lot of new music is the introspection aspect of it. Mm. Like it'll be here and there a little bit. I think Young Thug has this one joint on his new album. Um, It's called. Uh, Swiss Beats and <laughs> why is it called Swiss Beats 
Oh, because his album is all people who inspired him. Like, so the first song is Wyclef John, and you know that joint. It, I actually kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Then he has Floyd Mayweather. Then he has Swiss Beats. Then he has Future Swag, where he kind of does a future type impersonation. Then he has Riri. Then he has Guwap. Then he has Harambe. <laughs> okay. Then he has Webby. And then he has Kanye West, which is featuring Wyclef Jean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's kind of funny how he opens it up and ends it with Wyclef. Um, Wyclef is another dude who I, um, this is a mean tangent, but I've randomly got into Wyclef one day and just listened to like a lot of his albums and I didn't realize how dope he is. Mm-hmm. Like that carnival album is ill, and then like on all his albums, he does like some some like soca calypso type thing at the end, which is kind of dope. Um, and it has the Haitian twist. I forget exactly what you call that type of music. Um, but like it kind of gives you an interesting perspective in a young thug to see who his influences are. Mm. I mean, but like somebody on Twitter was breaking down the stuff that um, Young Thug was saying and, and like Swiss Beats, like when you really listen to what he's saying, he's talking about working hard and having love for yourself. And like when you I guess this goes back into reading the lyrics when they actually typed it out and broke it down and about how this is like a self empowering anthem. I was like, that's kind of yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying right there. And it gave me a new perspective on this this song I didn't really like. Hmm. I mean, when it comes to introspection, I mean, you... I mean, I think Future does that up to a point. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, well at least, well, his whole method is that he'll have the one introspective joint at the end of a song. I mean, at the end of, like, a mixtape. I mean, I think he did it more so on his big commercial album... Like, he was always talking about his cousin and, like, talking more so about his life and how he came up. And I really don't hear that that much from Future these days. I think he's going to run. Um, I think he's going to run whatever he's doing now into the ground and get the most money out of it as possible. And I think he's that talented to where he has some whole other shit that he's going to unleash. But he just want to get his money out of this shit first. I mean, well, I thought that he was just going to, like, literally just, like, slowly spoon-feed people, like, his pop star persona, so he can just go into, like, go to, like, a a whole new level. I think he's going to do it. And you can kind of see the transition, like, the songs on his last joint, uh, E.T. with DJ Esco, Mm -hmm. like, they seem a bit more produced, some of them. And some of them seem more like R&B records and they seem like, I don't know, they don't, they, they, I mean, they seem more like he's putting together a song versus just saying what's on his mind. It's probably why I didn't like it as much, but. Yeah, um, I, I didn't really care for it that much either. But it seemed like there's more effort and arrangement and, you know, putting things together on his part. Um, so. 
you know, I think I think maybe now the switch is happening for him. But it's real funny, um, because you know, uh, what's his name got out of jail? Um, True, True life. life, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, he refers to Future as Meathead. <laughs> Because, you know, he and Future, they were mad tight back in the day. And he knew Future when Future's rap name was Meathead. Mm-hmm. And they have hella songs together. And, you know, he was talking about, because I remember this too. Um, Future shout out True Life on the song. And people were like, why the fuck is Future shouting out True Life? But apparently, True Life is Dungeon Family. <laughs> so, Small world. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a true life future mixtape. That's possible. <laughs> and then another thing I didn't know about True Life is that his first album was supposed to have the first song with Jay Z and Nas together. But the song was never finished because he got locked up. <laughs> it's like, damn, I, can, I, I, I can't go to jail. Like, I can't do it. Like, you miss out on a lot of shit, man. But like, um, I guess speaking of Dungeon Family, have you heard Frank Ocean's albums? Nah, I mean, I, mean, I was I was never interested in listening to a first Frank Ocean album, man. Let alone a second one or a third one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, um, one thing I forgot is that Frank Ocean released this project. Well, I don't know if if he released it or if it was leaked or whatever. But basically, it's like hundreds of tracks. Or it's it's over a hundred tracks. As you know, he's had his label battle since day one. Mm-hmm. So I forgot about that, so I gotta go back and listen to that. But he released a video album, a visual album through Def Jam and it's only on Apple Music and um it's only the video. And then the next day, he drops a whole nother album independent. <laughs> you heard about that? Yeah. And that's just crazy. I, 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 like, I skimmed through the visual album. I'm trying to find a, um, a link to it where somebody, you know, you know broke it down to the tracks. Um, then the other joint, Blonde, it's pretty cool. Like... I don't like it as much as I like Nostalgia Ultra or the tracks that I heard off of the second album, which I still have been meaning to listen to. But <laughs> the um, the only thing about listening to Frank Ocean is like sometimes you'll be listening to it and then like 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 I'll listen to the last song and I was like, oh, this shit is dope. And then he alludes to certain things. And then he gets into, you know, both our parts are the same, talking about man parts and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't know this was what I listened to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I got, I got kind of used to that shit. We I mean, just listening to various, like, you know, glam rock and other forms of rock and roll and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's different. At least for me, it's different because when I hear R&B, it puts me in a certain type of zone and <laughs> it kind of is a, um i guess what do you call it cognitive dissonance when mm-hmm. when something that's not a part of that universe for me 
enters that universe. But at the same time, you know, dope music is dope music. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I mean, I, I like that. Uh, was it that uh, off his uh, first album? That was it, Pyramid Song or Pyramids? Yeah, I like that song. That song is crazy, and like, um, I, I was listening to Joe Budden podcast because he's talking about Frank Ocean, um, and he was like, you know, Frank Ocean has had his label battles from day one. Like Nostalgia Ultra was supposed to be released through Def Jam, like how they did with Drake shit, um. You drop a mixtape and then you re-release it as an album, but they never put it out as an album. Then they were upset. You know, his his first album was supposed to drop and his single was Pyramid. That's a seven minute song and they weren't trying to hear that shit. But it's like sometimes I think. Like how you said earlier about formulas and things like that, like sometimes it doesn't matter about the formula, or what the research shows is right. Like pyramids is a seven minute song and it needs to be seven minutes. Just the way that shit just sounds and the way it builds and changes, like let that shit be what it is. Yeah, I mean but I mean well even still, I mean there is a way to, you know I mean I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there's, there's a shortened version of a shortened version of it now, but well, at least I would assume there is. But I don't know, like, whenever, like, I was around, like, a whole bunch of females, they really just want to play Pyramids. They didn't really play, they didn't play too many other things on Frank Ocean's album. I don't either. I need to find who produced that record and find out what else they produced, because that shit is hard. Probably Frank Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I like Frank Ocean's voice, though. Like, it's... It's different. Well, apparently I saw some uh, some post where they said that he's netted like a million dollars off of Blonde so far. I mean, yo, he sold like two hundred and fifty thousand in the first two days or something, and this is straight independent. And like, I think on the Joe Budden podcast, they were saying, you know, it's interesting hearing his perspective because he was signed to Def Jam, and basically, once a label decides not to keep you on or if your contract expires usually you sign a non-compete clause to where you can't release music for a certain period of time and basically Frank Ocean almost definitely had that in his contract but probably he worked it out to Apple Music to where they probably going to pay whatever fines he gets and well, Apple has billions of dollars in cash. They man. have they, more money than the United States government. All yeah. the fucking taxes we pay. But I think um, the interesting thing is that after that shit, uh, Universal Music Group declared that nobody under any of their subsidiaries can release an exclusive to any of these streaming services anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's only a matter of time anyway. Yeah, but, you know, of course, Jay-Z's empire, I don't think 
falls under the Universal Music Group empire, even though Universal Music Group is probably like 70% of the music industry at this point. But I think his joint is through, well, one is through Live Nation, and then I think it's through Warner. I'm not sure, though. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jay, Jay is, um, you know, he's doing something special with Tidal, and he's probably going to sell to Apple, but he's probably building it up. And he's probably wants to some astronomical number for it before he gives it up. Because, you know, their exclusive content is just amazing. I mean, Apple has exclusive content, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they have exclusive content, but like, like, I don't know if it's just because tight like title is 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 it seems to be you know focused to niggas yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i find titles exclusive content more um appealing like they had a reasonable doubt documentary um they have a 10-year anniversary of rick ross's album on there they had like the super exclusive jeezy anniversary concert they had the title X concerts. They had the Africa shit that um that African music festival that they put on, and then Rock Nation signed um I don't know if you up on T with Savage from Nigeria, but she's dope, and she got a bunch of songs with Wizkid. Um, what else did they do? Um, they have Money and Violence on there. Nick Jonas has a TV show on title. Um. Prince, his catalog is on title. <laughs> yeah. Daft Punk has this exclusive hour and 12 minute thing on title. Dream has a documentary on here. Like, it's a lot of different things on here that's pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> Dream has a documentary on there. Yeah, Genesis. I think last year or earlier this year, he dropped a project. No, Dream, that's another one. He be dropping a lot of shit that goes under the radar. But he dropped a project recently and a documentary or some type of like video thing to go with it. I had no idea. Yeah. Um. But it's um. Oh yeah, Elliot Wilson has a show on title. <laughs> yeah, I try to listen. To everyone, whenever I try to listen to it, I fall asleep or oh, watch it rather. Mm. But I mean, it's really just him going backstage talking to people. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the point of like I mean, I don't know, man. It's I don't know what to say about that sometimes. <laughs> I mean, get your money. Like I admire people who are able to monetize the regular shit that they do in life. Like this nigga is regularly backstage or has access to be backstage at a show. <laughs> so this is what I'm doing right now. Somebody needs to pay me for this. Like, like I'm trying to get to a point where niggas pay me to be alive. I mean, but all right, I'm going, but believe me, I'm all, I'm all for that. But it's just, I guess it's just funny when I, for like when I'm outside looking in, where like I I, I think I I tried to watch like the first one, whatever that show is called, and I think it was like a Joey Badass concert or like ASAP, one of the ASAP con, I don't know whatever it was, but. It was literally just him walking, like walking backstage, 
and like just being regular and then i guess he like it seems as if like he kind of like forgot that the camera was there so he was like oh yeah we're about to go backstage <laughs> and so it's some people <laughs> he just goes around and starts talking to people and it becomes like a fucking 20 minute episode and then well you know with like different shots of like the the concert in between and i'm like man i just i can't watch this <laughs> it's not for you to watch man you woke I mean, well, I watched. I watched. I mean, I watched the future documentaries, and actually, I haven't watched the uh, the, the newest one, whatever that is. I gotta watch that. Maybe they give me some inspiration. Like, I gotta get on my music documentary game. Another thing about Title Two is, um, like Jay Z will randomly drop a playlist, so like he drops his songs for survival, and it's just interesting to see like the type of music that different people listen to. Like he started off with. Yeah. Free by Goody Mob. Then he gets into Curtis Mayfield and Nina Simone, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Gil Scott Heron, Fela Kuti, Bob Marley, James Brown. Man, you, you you believe that he, that these playlists are really from Jay Z? Yeah. Sometimes I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, man. I mean, I, I mean, then he gets into Kanye West. Then he has some Kendrick on there. Then some more Bob Marley. Then some Common. Then some Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar. Then some yeah, Nina Simone. I mean, I don't know these things. I don't know, man. Where's the Mob Deep? Where's the uh, Where's the Wu? I don't know. Like, I mean, this is like his. I mean, I, I mean that particular playlist was his revolutionary joint. Let me see. So he did a Prince and Michael Jackson playlist. Um, he did a Vibes playlist. So this has Kanye, Rihanna, Bryson Tiller, Future, 2 Chains. I guess this is all new type shit. Um, he has a Jaclesula Skadu. Oh, okay, I see. He did an Erica Badu and Jill Scott playlist. He got a Fuck the Summer Up playlist. This has a bunch of new type people. Um, damn, he even put Drake on there. Yeah, Summer Sauce 2. This is a bunch of new type shit mixed with some, with some, oh, he has Bout About It. True, Master P and me, uh, feature Master P and me X. It's a lot of self type shit, a lot of future, some UGK. Jay-Z first title. It says J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Outcast, Future. Yeah, there's no more deep one. He got some most deaf. But I don't know. I mean he doesn't really strike me as a New York listen to nigga type of person because you know, from the stories, you know, he was really influenced by the South from selling drugs down there. Mm-hmm. And that's why he wanted to get UGK on the record. That's when Pimp C didn't want to do that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't, well, I'm not saying that these don't come from him, but I just feel like the playlists are a bit more calculated. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some calculation to it. But, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think it's natural for a human being to, like, put a lot into making a playlist at least you know when you're a musical dude like 
you know, when I'm making a playlist or I'm making a CD for the car or something like that, like I'm I'm here like really making this playlist, like trying to get this shit perfect. And I take pride in it. And I think he might do the same thing because I think we all have an inner DJ. Mm-hmm. How profound of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's one thing I've always wanted to be in life is a DJ. And I, th- I, I, and I think we all have that in us. And I think the DJ is the foundation of hip hop. Well, man, you all sound like really old right now, man. <laughs> on, this, on this episode. <laughs> Damn. I mean, speaking of that, have you? Um, I can't think. I think it's like the Founding Fathers. Um, it's about a documentary about um, like the original like <clears throat> like pre hip hop DJs like of the seventies. Nah, where'd you find that? Um, well, it's on, um, it's on, uh, I think last time I checked, it's on YouTube. It's like, I think Ice-T is, um, is, is the narrator. Um, I came across it on, I think Fab Five Freddy, um, was talking about it on like one of the early Combat Jack episodes I listened to like two summers ago. Mm. And, um, I, I found it, but I just never watched it yet. And so, like, when you just said the thing about the DJ, that, that documentary came to my mind. Yeah, we got to start making playlists of, like, documentaries on YouTube and stuff. Because I got to see that. Yeah, man, we do, man. Got to, you know, like, they have this the documentary about the TR-303. Hmm. Um, the thing is, I don't know, like, I'm... It's, it's like, a cross between, like, like, just, like, a little documentary, but then, like, a... Like a like an employee documentary it's like really weird it's like 20 minutes and mm-hmm. i haven't watched it yet but it kind of goes like the history of like the whole rolling empire and stuff like that mm. shout out to rolling they um sponsored the show i performed at one time they need to sponsor this podcast and send me some equipment yeah like how they do some people we know <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man. Um I don't know, maybe we should just keep this like, you know, keep this as a, a short episode. Yeah, I think we just call this no guest. We just wanted to catch up with the people. Um I wanna I wanna shout out to Baltimore. I wanna shout out everybody who's doing it in Baltimore. Um I wanna support Baltimore. I see that's a support Baltimore hashtag. I wanna blow that up. Um, shout out to Jordana Elizabeth on our last episode. Shout out to D Watkins. Shout out to um, just everybody who's out here doing it in Baltimore. Brandon Soderberg, uh, City Paper, uh, JPEG Mafia, JPEG Mafia. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to this this girl on Twitter, uh, Mira Lachea. I retweeted some of her songs. Um, she has a song called Black Lives Matter. Um, that I like a lot. She's an R&B singer. And she has another song I like a lot, too. Um, she's pretty dope. Um, and um, shout out Tay Cobain. He got this record I like called Oh My. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I think that's it for me. Alright, um Nope. I don't really have I don't have shit to really say at this point. <laughs> well thank you for checking this out. Channel ten podcast in the building once again. Uh make sure you check out the Wu Tang podcast. We're gonna drop that soon, a new episode. And uh, we out, peace. Peace. Feeling this here. Yeah, son, you feel it, man. Roll it up, son. You gotta just do it, yo. Yo, roll up, man. It's a different channel, son. Roll up, on, man. Roll up, watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. Roll up, all good, baby, in every hood, son. Roll up, yo. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network. Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, this grown man. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace, catch more people.